0: Hello, Seattle and Nashville hockey fans. Welcome to a crossover, or as we like to say, squadcast episode of Locked on Predators and Locked on Kraken. And thanks, as always, for making us your first listen. I am Erica Lindsay Ayala, your host of Locked on Kraken, and I am joined once again by Ann Kimmel, one of your co-hosts of Locked on Predators. And we are going to do a preview of of the Predators at Seattle Kraken game, coming up on Tuesday. So Anne, how are we feeling today?
1: We're feeling pretty good. We're definitely ready for a rematch against the Seattle Kraken. We we need to have a, a little bit of redemption coming our way.
0: Indeed, indeed. And so coming up on this Squadcast, we're gonna talk about what we saw last time these two teams hit the ice, where each one of our teams respectively is going into the match and then of course some things that we both will be looking out for come tuesday night all that coming up on this squadcast episode of locked on predators and locked on kraken
1: you are locked on kraken Your daily podcast on the Seattle Kraken, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are the Seattle Kraken.
0: All right. Thanks again, hockey fans, for joining us for this special squad cast. Kimmel is right here with me. I am, of course, your host, Erica Lindsay Ayala of Locked On Kraken and Ann Kimmel, one of your co-hosts of Locked On on Predators. So Anne, let's talk about the last time these two teams hit the ice. It was back in October. Do we even remember that far back? October 2021. It was the 14th of October
1: and it was a 4-3 win for the Seattle Kraken. Oh yes. And you know what? Everybody here in Nashville remembers that because there was this moment of like, we are going to go down in history as the Seattle Kraken's first Win like we're the guys that's going to be it. We're the answer to a really painful trivia question after that loss. So uh, we remember it here in Nashville very, very well. I see, I see. And yeah. you know, in Seattle, I think we
0: remember it. Everything this season has been, you know, the first time we hit the ice, the first time we changed our, you know, intro video you know everything is a first yes so that being said though uh the wins have been few and far between so we're gonna (laughs) hang on to all of the moral victories that we can get and uh Things started off in Nashville, so...
1: Yes, um, you're
0: welcome. (laughs) Yes, yes. Things certainly have changed, though. Brandon Tanev scored in that game. Unfortunately, we lost him for the season. Yikes. Um, Mm. So that was not great. Um, Philip Grubauer remains our ace, unfortunately, coming into this game for us. uh, We'll have to see where Chris Drieger is. We actually have two goalies that are in COVID protocol. So it's Joey Decord getting the call up again. He unfortunately took that loss to St. Louis the other day. But what's been going on in Nashville since October 14th, since we last faced off?
1: Well, it's been really interesting to look back and compare that October 14th and to where Nashville is now, because Nashville started out one in four. And of course, thanks to the Seattle Kraken, that was a big big loss that uh, the Predators had opening night Uh, so it was very rocky back in October we weren't sure what is this team really made up are they going to be able to get it together but we found out that this team may be a real deal here in the NHL everybody had the Nashville Predators as kind of bottom feeders of the Central Division here we are bouncing back and forth between first and second place some teams have some games in hand on us so you know we don't like to do the complicated math. We just like to stick with the math where we are up at the top. Uh, But Nashville has really kind of found their groove. They're like Stella, they got their groove back after that one in four thing. And they've been playing some really great hockey Ups and downs, of course, um, but it's looking like a little bit different team, and, and I think that Seattle will find it's going to be a little bit of a different game, a different game pace, and a different game style than what we saw way back in October.
0: Okay, I like that, and I did notice that going into this game, the Predators are on the the winning side. Uh, they have a two-game win streak and don't play any games uh, before we will, our two teams will hit the ice. The Seattle Kraken will have that game against Florida. Uh, I mentioned Joey Decord and the St. Louis Blues. Uh, we had a, a two-game win streak snapped Um, unfortunately, by St. Louis. Uh, So we're coming off of a loss, and then we'll see what happens in Florida. And uh, make sure you check out that uh, squad cast with Armando Velez. Uh, He will be joining Locked on Kraken, so it'll be a little Locked on Panthers, Locked on uh, Kraken there. So don't know what happened yet, but by the time this is out, we will have already talked about it because, you know, that's how time and stuff works. (laughs) (laughs) that's right the magic of time the magic of time so i don't know exactly what the record for the seattle Kraken is right now but i can tell you that uh we're looking to get back into the win column um but you know what have been some of the things and that you've seen specifically in the last handful of games that have led you and and other fans to believe like like you said that it's really a turning of the tide you're putting away what we saw in october and, and moving towards
1: towards a a strong 2022. Yeah, so Nashville went uh, through a really strong streak. They had a 12-1-1 streak through December. We're playing really great hockey. And a lot of that is just they finally all are playing the same style of hockey. And I think one of the issues in Nashville hasn't so much been talent as it has been getting all of the talent on the same page and everybody pulling in the same direction. And I think finally we're seeing – Coach John Hines really getting everybody kind of galvanized together uh, and playing uh, one style of hockey. And they've been very successful when they've done that. Now they did have a four game losing streak where teams came in and kind of got them away from their bread and butter. They've been able to make their corrections. One of the big things John Hines says is don't get too high, don't get too low. And they've been able to kind of weather that really successful streak. And they've been able to kind of dig themselves out of their four-game losing streak by just kind of keeping their wits about them. So I think... There's a very different team. I think it's a team that's matured through some really high highs and a couple of low lows um, and through some uh, absences and having to have people come in, step in and jump in. So I think there's a, a maturing that's happened for the team over the season that is going to hopefully make a difference in the game when we see it. But so tell me what is different about the Seattle Kraken from when we saw them back in October? wow
0: so unfortunately we have not found uh much in the the ways of winning and we're going through a rough uh losing streak until those two wins i think that what you said as far as like everyone kind of finding and getting on the same page i think that i found really interesting because that's what seattle still needs to do and um So I've been liking it to, uh, like watching a teenager, uh, play hockey or (laughs) watching a teenager do anything. That's the Seattle Kraken right now. Uh, depending on where they are in their teenage years. Uh, I feel like we're in our mid to late teens and it's like, Mm -hmm. you know, what's expected of you. You, you have a good sense of what you want to do on a day-to-day basis. However, uh, the wind can blow at any given way, and you're thrown off from what you know you want to do and what you want to do, and that's extremely frustrating. Now, what I will say is, uh, the, the Seattle Kraken are a, a very well-behaved, polite, uh, well-mannered teenager. So there have not been a lot of <laughs> there have not been a lot of fits, uh, despite the fact that this is truly some growing pains that the team has been going through. Um, but what I can say as far as what that actually looks like on the ice, I have felt that, uh, Philip Grubauer has not completely found his rhythm with the Seattle Kraken. Yeah. And I've been wanting to see Chris Drieger and Net for a while. And actually those two wins that I was talking about were with Drieger and Net. but then I, as I just mentioned, Drieger goes into COVID protocol. And it's kind of been that way all season. But he's had two minor injuries after playing two pretty good games, including I mentioned that we're going to be playing the Panthers by the time this airs, that that game will have gone uh, to a final. But Drieger got us a win against the Florida Panthers at a time when they were red hot in the league. And that's his former team. And then almost immediately after that, he goes on the injured reserve.
1: Yeah, some growing pains happening.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. So, Ann, the yeah. big question is, well, what's that going to look like when our two teams hit the ice come Tuesday night? And that's coming up next on this squad cast. But, and right now we're going to tell the folks about one of our sponsors, BetOnline.ag. Yeah, so we know that it's 2022. And lots of folks have New Year's resolutions. And it's one of the resolutions that you should have is making sure that you're heading over to betonline.ag with their new website, new interface, all the props, all the odds that you need to stay up to date with your favorite sports. And here's the great thing. And as you know, they are offering with promo code LOCKEDON a 50, 50 percent, Welcome bonus for anyone that goes over to betonline.ag and uh, creates an account and puts in their first deposits. You'll get fifty percent of your first deposit back when you use promo code locked on. And so everything from NFL. NHL and of course, NBA. Don't wait to take advantage of all of the offers available in 2022. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on sports action. Bet Online, where the game starts when the when the puck drops on tuesday um let's talk about you know some of these numbers and i'm gonna pop up some stats Mm -hmm. for for the fans over on locked on kraken um but um you know what are we expecting to see uh where where do you think that this game will uh favor the nashville predators even though they'll be on the road
1: Well, on the road is always a challenge. And for those of us back here in central time, the game doesn't start until nine o'clock central time. So there is a little bit of a thing about being out West, I think, for the players and the time change. And let me just tell you, Lord knows there's a thing for me, nine o'clock, puff drop. I'm like, that's a little bit bedtime. But besides (laughs) that number, um, and, and this feels so strange to say, I never thought I would say this, but one of the areas where I really think Nashville is going to have an advantage is in special teams. And let me tell you, Nashville's power play has been the Achilles heel of this team for seasons, (laughs) Um, almost to the point where it's it's the the biggest joke that's not even remotely funny. And yet somehow this year, the Predators have turned this around. They're sixth right now in the league in the power play. They are clicking. Both units have been very successful. And so for Nashville to be successful, if you just go ahead and feel free to slash once in a while or trip (laughs) nashville i think will be pretty successful at taking advantage of having a man advantage so i think for us the power play is definitely going to be being sixth in the league is definitely going to be an advantage for us
0: yes and um the power play for the seattle kraken not great Mm -hmm. You mentioned that uh, the Predators (laughs) sixth overall in the league at a Mm -hmm. 25.6% clip, whereas the Seattle Kraken 23rd overall at a 17.4% clip. Also on the penalty kill, you have the advantage. Uh, So at an 81.8% efficiency, which is 12th overall in the league, whereas we are 20th with a 78.2% Success rate. So special teams, always something that, unfortunately, from the locked on Kraken side of things, that usually we're cringing over. So, uh, (laughs) yes. Um, uh, And, you know, playing a physical game this is something that Dave Haxtell and a few of the guys have been talking about again, coming from the women's side of things. I'm not big on hits just because they don't really mean much in the women's game. They're not a stat in the women's game Um, for the Seattle Kraken. I don't, I don't, I I hear what Dave is saying, but I don't quantify that successfully being just by how many hits are divvied out. I think that there needs to be um, a physicality in the game making it tough to have – You know for the in this case the Predators to enter the zone making it tough for them to exit the zone and that's a Gritty type of play that yes can result in hits, but not always Um, And so that's more of what I'd like to see from this team Uh, And then Mm -hmm. also I always look at goals for and goals against now right now the the Predators are you know in that top 20 in that top 15 really uh, with 3.09 goals per game uh 2.60 which has us at 26th in the league overall and then also you're letting up you know one of the teams that's top 10 teams letting up the fewest goals at 2.72 per game whereas we are giving up 3.60 goals per game so that's Mm. 29th in case you were wondering so there are a few people just a handful, just a, a little, a, a minor little cluster of teams that are worse than us. But there's <laughs> that's that's where that discipline, that teenage kind of mindset and mentality, mm-hmm. we can find our way to scoring four, four, five, six goals a game. But that's almost yes. always because we have to. We lose a decent amount of games by one or two goals, including an empty netter. But that's because we're always having to catch up. And that's so odd to me because this team was not projected to be a team that would score a lot. We found scoring. Mm -hmm. Jared McCann's been great. Ryan Donato's been great. That being said, it's reacting. It's a lot of reacting Mm -hmm. and taking ownership and taking control of a game. So I'm with you there. Uh, Special teams are going to be pretty crucial. But whether it's the power play or the penalty kill, the stats say that the Predators... Have the advantage there for sure. So, and uh, as we get ready to close out this second segment and get into our predictions, and then what's coming up on our respective shows, before I let you go in this segment, though, mm-hmm. why don't we talk about if you had to say if if the mm-hmm. Seattle Kraken could you know hop into a game and develop a specific cheat code in order to beat the Nashville Predators, what would we have to input? in order to be successful?
1: Yeah. So there are teams that are definitely able to break down the Predators. We've seen that in a four game losing streak. And one of the best ways that we've been beaten is on odd man rushes. Uh, The Predators just started kind of having some defensive lapses. And if teams jump on those and can Get a quick transition game going. This has been a real problem for Nashville. It's something that they've had to be very intentional about these last couple of games to sort of turn things around. So, definitely that. The other area, we're getting phenomenal goaltending from UC Saros. He's going to the All Star game, uh, well deserved, really having a breakout year. He's got a 925 save percentage. Um, but People are finding that if you're shooting glove side high on UC Saros, that's where many of the goals are going in. So that's something that we've kind of been keeping an eye on at Locked on Predators, just kind of watching and seeing, are we going to be able to kind of close that opportunity that just that one little spot, y'all, why are you keep hitting the one little spot, but they do. So that's definitely um, another area where if, Seattle can crack that, uh, they may get an advantage. And I would say, in general, Nashville it likes to play a hard, fast physical game. They're very big on the forecheck. They're very big about, uh, you talk about hits. This is something that Nashville is very big into, a physical game. But when they get away from that, uh, if another team is playing a fast-paced game and Nashville can't sort of get going on the forecheck, we've seen that it's something that can cause them to stumble. So there are definitely areas where Seattle can capitalize on some things and may be able to open the door for uh, Heaven help. Us a repeat of October. <laughs> so what about what about Seattle? So so let let me know what we need to do. Yeah. So I mean,
0: it's more else. What what you're doing? <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> that you know. You might already be the cheat code, but you talked about odd odd player rushes, and that's mm-hmm. something that Seattle at um recovery. And I mentioned that group out or kind of plays. A different game and a little bit of a frustration. I think a lot of that is because he's left out there a lot. I would also say that even yep. when it's not necessarily a traditional odd man rush, what we're also seeing is there's a lot of exposure on the uh, on the far post side, and sometimes we get mm-hmm. a little bit stuck either when we're uh, fronting, you know, and we're hemmed into the zone. It kind of you see people drift out toward the puck and puck watch, and then they leave that back post exposed. Um, We've also seen that our exits uh, are not great. We've had some terrible turnovers, like, you know, from behind the net and kind of cross ice that then get intercepted right in front of the crease. And there's not very many goaltenders that are going to be able to stop that. So it's, again, those kind of teenage mistakes that one makes at an elite level. Uh, We're an expansion team, so there's some of that that we're still going to have to work out. But if this were any other team, those are the kinds of things you just can't do on a on a regular basis because this is an elite level of hockey and nhl players are going to expose those little nooks and crannies and those mistakes and unfortunately we're seeing a lot of that some sleepy play by the seattle kraken so getting us uh getting to us early uh opportunities to get us frustrated and making us do a lot of work on the penalty kill. We've we've heard Dave Haxtell talk about how he loves that the PK has been getting better, but he doesn't love how much time the Seattle Kraken are spending on the PK because that's energy that then cannot be exuded to have a strong forecheck or Mm -hmm. uh, to maybe find some breakaways of our own. So I think a lot of what you're saying about Nashville already sounds like their game is kind of tailor fit uh, to give the Seattle Kraken some fits so coming up next and now that we've betrayed both of our teams <laughs> now we have to make... I know <laughs> now we have to make good for all of the fans and uh, remind them why they love watching their favorite hockey team so in the third segment we're going to talk about ways that our team we really want to see them elevate and step up to get this win and of course some key players to watch as well as what both of our shows respectively and together have coming up in the next handful of weeks oh man it's always fun and to chat with you i can't believe we're on our third segment already but this is the one we're going for gold here well okay nhl version of gold which is in this case for both of our teams just so let's just get a, a, a regular, regular regular points yeah let's, <laughs> yeah let's just get a two win points. okay in regulation yes. would be great you know, but uh, let's go ahead and get a win. So um, let's start with Nashville. Uh, we've talked mm-hmm. about a few things that could be an Achilles heel, but uh, you know, the who and the what will get the Predators a win.
1: Yeah. So the who actually is a really fun topic and one I love to talk about because I have been a huge uh, fan of Matt Duchesne, who has struggled uh, in his first couple years here in Nashville and has really taken some heat from the fans in Nashville about maybe not being as productive as they thought he was going to be. Well, Matt Duchesne has just reemerged and is having a Phenomenal season. He's got 38 points, 19 goals, 19 assists. This is somebody who is on fire. He's playing with uh, Philip Forsberg and Mikhail Granlin, two others who are also having great years. Philip Forsberg has 20 goals. Um, so we've got some guys that are just having some of their best hockey seasons. So I think you're going to see Matt Shane, You're going to see Philip Forsberg probably uh, on the score sheet in one form or another. And another person to kind of keep an eye on is our young fella. We've got a young rookie named Tanner Geno, and you won't miss him. He There's a lot of Tanner Geno to love. He's a big, big boy. He is on what we lovingly refer to as the herd line. And this is a line that comes out, and they are – physical and they are um, heavy hitters, but they also are really strong offensively. And Tanner Janot is having a really great season. We are kind of a little bitter here in Nashville that more people aren't mentioning his name for the Calder, but I think his style of play is maybe not as uh, flashy as some of the Front, front runners for the Calder cup are, but Tanner Joe is going to be another name to keep an eye on. And of course we've got UC Saros who is just having such a great season. So I think those are some names that you're going to want to keep your ear out for and players to keep your eye on, on the ice. But now I want to ask you the same question. Tell us yeah. who do we need to be watching out for when it comes to the Kraken and what do we need to be on guard about?
0: yeah well for sure uh like i said it's been a little bit of a tough go for the seattle Mm -hmm. kraken that being said uh there are some players that have definitely stood out and you gotta really just you know give it up for players like uh jared mccann yanni gord and of course jordan or uh excuse me yeah uh Jordan Eberly. Uh, I would have said Jaden Schwartz, but unfortunately we lost him also to injury. But yeah, Jordan Eberly, Jared McCann. And uh, Yanni Gord, when you look at just where they are as far as points for the Seattle Kraken team, they're definitely getting it done. There are, they're players that we can expect to score. Uh, they also are players that can create for themselves or their teammates. So I always call one of those guys. Another guy I love is Ryan Donato, especially because mm-hmm. when the Kraken came on board and Ryan Donato, and we took Ryan Donato, there were a handful of teams That we're like, oh, great guy when he starts, but then he doesn't end very well. And I was like, Mm -hmm. that's just because he doesn't, he didn't love y'all as much as he loves us. And I am (laughs) happy to say, I am happy to say that so far, auntie ain't lie about that. Ryan Donato (laughs) has been putting on for the seattle kraken he's got 15 points uh nine goals six assists so we'll take that we'll take that you know from a third fourth liner grinding it out there he's had to really earn his time and with a lot of players in and out of the roster for a handful of reasons i think that dave Haxel has come to to see ryan not as someone just to plug in when you have mm-hmm. pieces missing but as someone to you can you know really scout Uh, around and really uh, create a game plan with Ryan Donato in mind. And what I love about Ryan Donato is that he has that energy, you know, that energy that sometimes Mm -hmm. is just missing from the Seattle Kraken. Like I said, they are the cutest, most adorable, just uh, well-mannered, polite little (laughs) teenager That you have ever met. You know they probably hand in their homework on time. And without any crinkles. And I love that for them. But sometimes you need a little spice. And Yanni Gord definitely gives that. Ryan Donato definitely gives that. But also we've been seeing Carson Susie step it up step it up here uh, in the last handful of games. Um, so he he's one of the players, a lot of players have been hitting above their uh, their weight, so to speak, from mm-hmm. last season. And the Seattle Kraken has needed a lot of players to do that. So Susie is one of those who, as of late, has been stepping up. Um, and then it's probably going to be Grubauer and net. We gave Joy Decord mm-hmm. a start, and I think that was good for Gruby to get some rest, especially with, as I mentioned, unfortunately, two goalies. <laughs> (laughs) in COVID protocol wild so the goalie situation has definitely been up and down so if we can get groovy into a good mood through the first period (laughs) I want crystals I want sound bath I want all of the things for this man so that he has everything that he
1: needs to be successful in that (laughs) (laughs) Now, I will say that we can't, I can't possibly put this episode out in Nashville without asking about our sweet boy, our Callie Yarncroak, who you all stole heartlessly from us. Now, this was a big, I will tell you, losing Callie Yarncroak was a huge thing in Nashville. And Nashville's had some great success, but I will tell you, there's a number of people who are not over not having Yarnie. So just want to check in. How is our boy Yarnie doing? he's definitely getting it done he's
0: been able to contribute in other ways uh, so mm-hmm. he's uh you know he's he's getting it done there but uh so it it was kind of funny though just to see how long it took for for Jan Croak to, to kind of get in the mix there um yeah but yeah I think he's definitely someone who we're seeing step up Jan Croak uh with as many players as we've had in and out of the lineup. He's been one of those yeah. players that we've seen bounce around and we've seen him with McCann and, uh, and, Eberly for a little bit there with Schwartzy now out and you know so he's kind of been a mix and match but I think he's you know really just one of those forwards that you know is going to grind it out um yep. and I love that I love that he's hardworking I don't see him making a lot of mistakes and there are a lot of mistakes that are made on the <laughs> ice for this <laughs> cracking. but yeah. um you know Callie we're 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 starting to see him get
1: going there which I absolutely love for him Oh, I love it. Well, that sounds exactly like the Cali Yarn Croak that we know and love and miss here in Nashville for sure yes yes so, thanks for that update our hearts course, needed that
0: <laughs> of course well it's always a pleasure to have our squad cast between locked on kraken and locked on predators but and we have more for the fans coming up so why don't you give us a little taste of uh, what we can expect from our next squad cast particularly as it relates to the beijing
1: winter olympics and paralympics We do. We have got some really great things in the works coming up. Erica and I are going to be squad casting again. We're going to be talking about the Olympics and the Paralympics. Erica is going to walk us through the Olympics, the women's hockey side. So we are going to get to know some more about these players and about the competition coming up. And I am so excited. We're going to be talking about the Paralympic sled hockey team. Team USA was just officially announced at the last Nashville Predators game. So we're going to break down that roster. Tell you everything you need to know about who is on this team and their experience and what you can expect in Beijing for the Olympics and Paralympics as well. Yes,
0: indeed. And I am so excited to be ushering you into the women's hockey space and you ushering me into the sled hockey space. And then together we combine forces to support number two draft pick, Maddie Veneers, and the rest of the (laughs) USA men's hockey team that has been put together to represent the U.S. in Beijing. So I think it's going to be good times through and yes. through i think we have at least two teams that will be in metal contention and we'll see what the young guys can do this time around but Anne, always a pleasure to have you on the squad cast and for the fans thank you so much for listening to this special episode of locked on predators and locked on kraken now that you've made this your first listen make sure you head over to locked on bets where you've got your boy Q and Lee Sterling, handicapping expert, getting you ready to make good on all those props and odds that we talked about earlier for betonline.ag. But for Ann Kimmel, Eric Lindsay Ayala, host of Locked on Kraken, this has been a fantastic squadcast. And we will catch you tomorrow on our respective podcasts to talk more about your favorite NHL team. Bye.